Hey, Dave. Hey, Holly. What's going on? Much. Hey, welcome to... What difference does it make? Our Halloween edition. Oh, what difference does it make? Ooh, what difference does it oh, make? super scary. <laughs> so we decided it's October. And we were going to choose our... Actually, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you didn't interrupt me already? We did, we did not decide it's October. It is October. <laughs> it's October, and we decided... You decided, and then you, you know, hoisted your rules upon me that we were going to do our five favorite Halloween songs this week. I am the foister. <laughs> no, I appreciate it because you're way better with the topics than me. You like Halloween? I do like Halloween. I... What's not to like about Halloween? Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me what you don't like about <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> I like ha- I like Halloween. Well, I love candy. Good. And What's I, your favorite? I lo- oh, Reese's. Really? You? Reese's Pieces? I, anything Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, I love a hundred thousand dollar bar, hundred grand, whatever they call it now. And I love Reese's pieces also. You yeah. like rice? And you like peanut butter? Yeah. And you like chocolate? Anything covered in chocolate. What's your favorite? Do not say candy corn. Oh, I love candy corn. <sighs> really? <good> okay. <laughs> what else? Nothing wrong with candy corn. Oh, nerds. I love nerds. Okay. Okay. What else do you like? Uh, I'm the the dark <laughs> chocolate guy. So Milky Way dark. When I oh. see those, yeah, that's a nice treat for me when I see those. I yeah, I will gobble those up. I also am excited, which I need to do at Target. They sell Count Chocula, Booberry, and Frankenberry, and I always pick up all three cereals in oh. October. They will be in my house this week. Do they sell them as a box set? No, they don't. You have to buy them individually. It used to be like a dollar fifty. They raise the price all the time now. <laughs> I, I, it's probably three bucks a box now. It's worth it. Well, it's not worth it to see my wife staring at me like, oh, really? You're bringing this into the house? Oh. But, I mean, right. she does, she won't eat it. I will devour it instantly. All three flights. See, I, I would, it would be three boxes of Count Chocula for me. Really? Yeah. Frankenberry's pretty good. And, yeah. and so is Booberry's pretty strong, too. Yeah. No, it's all about the chocolate. You just like the chocolate milk that it And the chocolate, it. yeah, and the, and the crunch, the texture. Okay. <laughs> There's also another one. There's like a, a fruit, it's like a werewolf fruit flavor that I will not touch. But there is, they do sell that, and I just ignore that. And I think most of America ignores it too because it seems to be on the shelves a lot. The, less, the rest of them are all oh, gone. I think we're purists. Sure. <laughs> Keep it to the trilogy. Yes. trilogy. Or the single G. Yes. <laughs> the original. I don't know if Count Chocula is the, Chocula is the original. I don't know. It's got to be. <laughs> you start with chocolate. We had chocolate for breakfast. It's a, it was great. I don't That's remember a cereal. that. I mean, it's a cereal made out of chocolate. Yeah. I and this is what we were fed as kids. Well, until my mom got wise and started trying to give us Cheerios and stuff like that. It's an old Seinfeld bit, too. Oh. We had, oh. It was going well until they invented Cookie Crisp, and they said, we're, we're serving you cookies for breakfast. And then, The parents got and wise. Then parents got wise, yeah. and that, that was it. That's when the, the curtain was lifted. No, you're you're having granola from now on. Which is not, you know, super healthy. Granola? I mean it's it has its healthy elements for sure. sure. That was another Full of thing. Fat. That was another thing from the seventies where you thought that it was healthy. Right. But it's not, like diet soda. Because without the real sugar. Right. So to answer your original question <laughs> yes. about Halloween, I like the candy and I like I love people's decorations and I loved watching my kids trick or treat and I love the little ones in their costumes. But overall, I'm not a – so I guess that means I do like Halloween. So in this assignment, you asked me to find my five favorite Halloween songs. I don't feel a, a kinship, I don't know, a, a connection, a super connection with Halloween. 
Go ahead. I will look like you'd like to say something. No, I, <laughs> obviously you do. There's yeah. some warm feelings about Halloween. I think you dress up, right? Once in a while, I will. Yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, for Halloween, maybe you dress up in the privacy of your own home. I, but Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Not a big dresser-upper? You don't have to be to enjoy the holiday. But I think most people who really love Halloween love it because they get to dress up. We don't go crazy. <laughs> you decorate? No, I always wanted to decorate, but and actually we, we've we never been home for Halloween. Usually we go to friends' houses, oh. but I do love answering the door. We have dinner at a friend's house, but when the doorbell rings, I'm like a little dog or something. Like, oh my God, someone's at the door. Let's go find out what's going on. <laughs> Let's give them five pieces. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, Yeah. So Take as many as you want. I love your princess costume. I, I do like that. And then I love harassing the teenage kids. It's like, why are you still here? What are you doing here? Oh. It's fun. I get kicks out, nice. I get kicks out of just judging everyone. I like asking them what they are and just looking like an old man going, I have no idea what that is. Is that something? That's a okay. So they can talk about you the rest of the year. Remember that old man at yeah. that house? Oh yeah. I should just give pennies out. There you go. Here's some pennies. Be that guy. Don't be that guy. Do not be that guy. Here's some toothpaste and a toothbrush. <laughs> Dentists still do that, I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, I had, a, I kind of had a hard time right, picking so, my own personal favorites. Yes. But I, I reviewed many online lists of Halloween songs, which to me, I never would have picked as Halloween songs, but they were on other people's Halloween playlists. Find five. I'll find five. So we'll have a top ten list of, of just songs that, that mean something to us, maybe, eh. or or that we like. So. And I so, stayed within the decade as directed. Okay. I, I said give or take. It, it doesn't need to be perfect. This is not a perfect science. We're not going to be judged. But so Halloween, judge. Halloween doesn't mean too much to you. No. But it kind of does. So these songs, I, I'm not looking at your list. Both of us don't know what, what we picked. I didn't want to have any overlap, so I didn't pick any obvious favorites or some maybe some of these are some of them are i don't know i guess we'll see we're about uh, to find out we are about to find out okay are you doing yours in any particular order no i can't uh, pick a super favorite all right so the first one i picked is by Bauhaus. ah okay bella lugosi's dead mm-hmm. which is just a perfect halloween song Bauhaus would be a perfect halloween band pretty much Peter Murphy is the godfather of, of goth. Of drear. He, I, think, yeah. I think that's his nickname, the godfather of goth. There's your fun fact. That is a fun fact. We, we'll just call him the godfather of goth. Okay. The Godfather. <laughs> Trademark. Do you know the character that Bela Lugosi played in a movie? Dra- Which monster? Dracula? Dracula. Yeah. 1931. Oh, wow. It's old. <laughs> <laughs> that is old. Do you know the final film he played, he was in? No, I do not. Land Nine from Outer Space. Is that? Oh, very interesting. That's a fun fact. Uh, yes. That's when he was it's kind of a sad story. I, did you see the, the Johnny Depp, Ed Wood movie? No. Oh, you should definitely see that. So I'm told. So good. So good. So good. I got a long list of movies uh, to see now. But Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> Bela Lugosi had some drug issues. And so he was, he actually died during the filming of Plan Nine from Outer Space so they they put in someone to substitute for him who looked nothing like him, and it, I mean it's part of part the, of the part, camp of the movie, part of the camp of Plan Nine from Outer yeah. Space. Bella Lugosi's Dead came from 1979, so it doesn't really fit in our 80s. But <gasps> I know, but it is in the intro to The Hunger from 1983, starring our favorite David, David Bo- Bowie. Very good. <laughs> Peter Murphy's uh, performing the opening credits of of The Hunger. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's a really lot of cool. these are, well, the movie movie associations, some of them obvious, some of them not so 
Yes. Yeah. White on white, translucent black capes, back on the rack. The little goose is dead, the bats have left the bell tower. The victims have been bled, that velvet lines, the black box. The little goose is dead. Just, you know, virginal brides, dead flowers, de- deathly bloom. It's all there. Yeah. It's perfect. It's a perfect Halloween song. That is a good Halloween song. Plus, it's like nine minutes long. That's a long uh, song. Just a long intro. Just creepy guitar. It's, it's super scary. Just a perfect Halloween song. That's a good choice. For me. That's a very good choice. Why, thank you. All right. Okay. This was not going to be my first song, but since you mentioned David Bowie... You may have this one on your list, too. I'm going to go with Bowie for, with my first one. What do you think it is? Well, I know because I originally had it on my list, and then I was thinking, what would Holly pick? And I was thinking she might pick this song, so I'm going to put this just in the uh, underneath my top five. So okay. go ahead. Well, I have two Bowies on here. So, oh. But the obvious one, I picked the obvious one because I'm a huge Bowie fan, and I, w- I didn't want to go with the obviously obvious originally, but Scary Monsters. Yes, that, that's on. Super Creeps. Okay, that's the one I put underneath. Okay, well. So go ahead, talk to me. Well, you know that Robert Fripp played guitar in the song? Oh, the guitar is amazing in this. Yeah, Robert I mean, Fripp, did you know? I did-ish. I, 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 I kind of remember, I mean, tremendous yeah. guitar playing. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's Robert Fripp. And it was not produced. I guess this, this was the first one in a few years that was not produced by Brian Eno. So it's, you sing these songs when you hear them, mm-hmm. but sometimes you don't pay attention to the lyrics. Because I'm the, it's got a good beat and you can dance to it. Right. This actually charted a woman's withdrawal from the world and her descent into madness. Scary. Well, can you tell me your other Bowie, the one that you... My other Bowie song? Yeah. Cat People. Oh, yes. Good one. Yeah. Thank you. And I've been out fire
I barely remember the movie. There was a good video to that. That's a great song. So you got to my two Bowie picks. We can just combine them into one, and that could be one choice. Um, what do you have? I have. <laughs> all right. This is uh, The Cramps. I was a teenage werewolf. Do you know a lot about The Cramps? Do you know anything about I don't. The Cramps? Uh, the cramps are... I remember them, but I don't know that much about them. Yeah, so yeah. we talked about how uh, or we just invented uh, The Gothfather, <laughs> Peter Murphy. The, the Cramps, they invented the, the genre of psychobilly, which is just kind of like punk and rockabilly. Whoa. Yeah. I only saw them as punk. I never got the... Oh, no, the... it's totally rockabilly. Wow. Crazy. Okay. Do you know the, the, the husband-wife team? Nope. Nope. That was uh, Lux, Lux Interior and Poison Ivy. <laughs> no. Don't remember them? I do not remember okay. them. Anyway, yeah, the Cramps, a uh, super fun band. Have you ever uh, seen them? I never got to see them, unfortunately. But yeah, they, they have just a ton of fun songs and... It, it is, you know, punk and rockabilly combined. Yes. They're totally 80s type stuff and uh, just so fun. And I looked up uh, I Was a Teenage Werewolf. That was the title of a, of a movie from 1957, which starred a teenage Michael Landon. Oh. Yeah. I Was Where a Teenage get, Werewolf. I think maybe they got the title from the Michael Landon movie. Okay. Perhaps. Getting some good Halloween songs. That was kind really of, good. Yeah. Well, this this was fun. The, this is a it's a fun song and um, or a fun band and it's a fun title. So who, who didn't? What teenager didn't feel like a teenage werewolf? <laughs> Don't look at me. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. I'm horrible. I'm so ugly. Oh my god! What's happening to me? So okay, goes to you. This just showed up on some Halloween playlists. Not everybody would make a connection, but I'm going with the Cure, Lullaby. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us why. There was a lot of speculation. Why? Because I love The Cure. Now, I understand that. <laughs> because I love the lyrics. That was another thing. I stayed away from, from Bowie, The Cure, and Depeche Mode. So there was a lot of speculation about the, the meaning of the lyrics of this song. I guess fans have speculated that it was just another, like a... Just internal for him, or is it... No, yeah. for his addiction, like a, a metaphor for his addiction and yes. depression. And he himself has said he... Robert Smith himself said it had more to do with his childhood nightmares where he was eaten. He says it's based on a recurring nightmare he had as a child where he was eaten by a giant spider. And it's about his fear of sleep. Perfect. Which it sounds pretty druggy to me, but. Um, it's a perfect Halloween song. Thank you. 
so Tim Pope, video director, he directed the the video. He interpreted as an allegory. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. For lead singer Robert Smith's druggy past. Okay. Yeah. So I just love the car. I love the song. I do love the song. It's from uh, 1989, Disintegration. Greatest album of all time. Is that your favorite Cure album? No, my favorite no. Cure album is I forget the name of it, but it's the one with the guy, the man's with with the face, and the I'll find it. Standing on the beach is that the that's like a greatest hits. No. Okay. Remember, I had the stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes. All right. And I used to uh, funny. I you just I'm flashing back on this. I I had because I had the album. I remember leaving it out in my room when I was a teenager. And I remember like waking up in the middle of the night, you know, you can see the profile of the face on it. And it used to scare me, but I would leave it out anyway. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what do you what Wait. do you think? Do you think it's uh it's a bad dreams or do you think it's I, I admit, as a fan? It's, it's probably a little bit of both, I would imagine. Yeah, just thinking childhood dreams and nightmares. I mean yeah, and and, and, so, and and just waking up and seeing an old man's face. <laughs> I mean, that's terrifying, I'm sure. That was a drug-induced haze? No. No, no it wasn't. No, no, Mom, that was not a drug. No. no, it was not. No, but when you, you know, the spiders and the lyrics could be, you know, spiders, drug, you know, withdrawals or whatever. and or uh, Sure, your skin crawling. Or actual spiders. Yeah, you, from what I've heard described, trying to get off drugs, it's like, uh, you know, spiders crawling on your skin. Yes, Nobody wants that. Don't do drugs. There we go. <laughs> come, away, <laughs> come away with our podcast with Bo. Uh, <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> yes. Don't do drugs. Nice. All right. Good pick. So, yeah. Thank you. I like it. All right. Here's another. I mean, for me, it's it's obvious, but um, Ministry have a song called Every Day is Halloween. Do you know that one? I don't. Oh, you don't? But Ministry also is a good Halloween uh, band. Uh, uh, um, yes. Yes, definitely. I seem to hear it every Halloween, probably because I play it. But. <laughs> This wasn't a single. It was actually the B-side to their single, All Day. This was a band that kind of morphed. They were more like a synth-pop band mm-hmm. in the 80s. And then I'm sure Al Jorgensen started uh, doing, visiting uh, whatever Robert Smith was doing. <laughs> and they went, they, it was just like industrial metal type uh, yeah. music, like crazy, crazy music. But it was actually, I, I, it was perfect time, like in the, the early 90s for that type of band. He made, he made a nice pivot. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that that worked out great for them. I didn't but, stay there very long. I didn't stay with them, you know, oh, very okay. long. Not a huge. I wasn't a huge fan. So every day is Halloween. Was more of a synth pop, super eighties band. It was nineteen eighty five. So right in the pocket there. <laughs>
I, I really like how you stuck to the Halloween, you know, very strict with the Halloween theme. Well, no, I wasn't strict at all. The, I, I went for uh, some obvious things. I don't know. None of these were. I didn't I didn't come up with them. The Bauhaus, well, I All right. Know. Well, I had some that were obvious, and then I thought of you, and I'm like, okay, that's going to be where Holly's going to go, which is great. <laughs> You are enjoying our Halloween episode, but now we must face the thing we fear the most, a commercial break. But we'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. We're back on the What Difference Does It Make podcast and our spooky Halloween special. All right, so go ahead. On to you. So I'm really going with the songs that I like and the bands that I like as good. opposed to no, you know, my favorite Halloween songs. So There is no rules to this list. I don't. I have a connection with these bands, but I don't have a connection to the Halloween aspect of it. That's fine. Of it. You bring yeah. your own perspective. Right, to Halloween. There's no right or wrong, so... Okay, well, I'm going with Spellbound next because, as we know, I love Susie. Okay. So the drummer, Budgie, in the band, yes, he describes this song as a dizzying whir of dervish undertones and brisk drum beats. I agree. <laughs> Plus, you give Susie's vocals to that. Yeah. about her voice. I mean, it's 
goth. Voice and the lyrics. It is goth. It's, it's super goth. It's I mean, even not if the it godmother is, of goth. Even if it is a love song or, you know, like mm-hmm. someone who's, I think, what is it? It's like lost love or. Um, they, they have been referred to as spooky, haunting images with voices and laughter cracking through the walls, which spends, sends us spinning on our way to become spellbound. Nice. I have to pull up that video because she's probably dressed as like. Yeah. She's always dressed the same. Like awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like gothy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when you're running in the forest, it's always terrifying. <laughs> yes, it is. There's never a time you're running in the forest and you're happy. Is that correct? Can I, can we assume that? No, because when you're happy, yeah. When you're happy, you're frolicking. You're skipping in the forest. <laughs> you're frolicking. If you're, yes. If you're running, you're terrified. Yeah. So so we know it's that just from running. Halloween. Yeah. In the video, Susie is running. Oh, the whole band is running fast. Yes, and then and Susie, <laughs> Susie does her dance while the band is running. Yeah, there is there is something uh, horrifying going on. Yeah, a lot of jumping in the video too. Why is that? What was that about the eighties where people were jumping? Jumping. I, it was you know the dancing was more jumpy. Also, you know the dancing eighties style dancing. They do have a cat in the video too. Huh. Well, cats are scary and goes with the Halloween theme. There you go. Yeah. So. She, did you ever, as a wannabe goth, did you ever do eye, in extreme eye makeup? Um, not so much extreme eye makeup, but, you know, the black, a lot of black. I mean, you look at me, I kind of have a hard time pulling off goth. I never dyed my hair black. We all had a hard time pulling off goth. <laughs> there was never, no one could pull it off except if you're Susie Sue or Robert Smith or Peter yeah, Murphy. That's genuine. You're not really pulling it off. You just are. That's true. But I mean, we tried to emulate these uh, these guys, these yeah, artists. I did. Yeah. For a brief period. Yeah. I, I think my problem is I, I'm always smiling, and you can't smile when you're goth. <laughs> Even when you're 15, you're yeah. you're always smiling. Yep. You're a smiler. I'm a smiler. I can't that, not smile. I don't. It's weird. No, it's not weird. That's a good thing, unless you're trying mm-hmm. to be goth. Because some people have just a regular, you know, their face is just RBF is what they call it. I don't. I know. That's a good thing. You don't have that. Yes, I don't. That's a whole other conversation. I do understand now why people find that offensive. I didn't because I used to make reference to it also. Oh, really? Yeah. But I understand it now. I have a conversation with my daughter because people say that she has one. Mm. And it is nice because, she, as she says, this is just my face. This is just how I look. Right. And You accept it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's fine. But You're it's not nice smiling. to call it that. But it's not nice to call it that. No, it's not at all. Yeah. No, smiling. Okay, what do you got? It's uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Nightmare on I, My Street. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. And on one of my one of the many lists. Sure. Okay, yeah. Did you see Nightmare on Elm Street when you were back in the day I saw yeah. it and I haven't seen it since, so don't ask me to recall anything from the movie. Okay. But you know who starred in the film? He was in Ed Wood. Johnny Depp. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. thought you were trying I thought it was a trick question. No, I'm not trying to <laughs> trick you at all. I think that was Johnny Depp's first film. Okay. It was before um, 21 Jump Street. It was? Yeah. I thought 21 Jump Street was first. No. I th- that was my introduction introduction to Johnny Depp. No, it was not. You just don't remember Johnny Depp from Nightmare on Elm Street because he wasn't Johnny Depp. He, he was an actor playing the lead in Nightmare on Elm Street. And you're telling me this song is from that movie? No. Oh. It, as a matter of fact, <laughs> okay. the producers of Nightmare on Elm Street wanted to make sure that this had no association with the film at all. They had to, I think they had to take some things out. This was just kind of an homage to the film. Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy you all know me as we scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I call into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie and 
remember it right And we had just gotten back off tour last night So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy If we summon up the posse and dumb rush the movies I got Angie, Jeff got Tina Ready Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life That was alright though cause the lady was chill Then we dipped to the theater set to ill bugging Cole having a ball Okay. It's a good choice. No, it's a good choice. It's a very good choice. It's super fun. I like it. I, I mean, it's, that is fun. You hear the music and you go, oh my God, this is just, you read the lyrics and go, oh my God, this is so 80s. And I love that, but they were fun. Is. Those lyrics, DJ Jazzy Jeff, those were fun. And the oh, Fresh Prince. Yeah. Fun lyric. Yeah. So that's why I picked that. Yeah. Um, and it made it up to, I think it was number 15 on the charts. So it was a, it was kind of a, okay. a decent hit. Yeah. Good choice. Oh, great thank, choice. Thank you so much. Okay. So we'll end with, uh, with your choice. My last choice might be obvious to you as a pick from me, but I don't know. I'm going with Killing Moon from Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh, okay. From 1984. The nice. album was Ocean Rain. Mm-hmm. He said that the song was inspired by David Bowie, and my first thought was, who wasn't inspired by David Bowie? Right. It was also in the opening scene of Donnie Darko. Oh. Yes. Anyway, uh, you know the song, right? Under Blue Moon. I've always loved the vibe of this song and the it, to me again love song it's just a love song not Halloween related at all except for that lyric killing moon <laughs> under the and I I feel like I want to sing it but I'm not going to it's a beautiful love song, song the lyrically so it's great under the blue moon I saw you so soon you'll take me up in your arms too late to beg you or cancel it though though I know it must be the killing time unwillingly mine fate do you think killing was was he referring to in Killing Time? Huh. I guess this must be one of those songs that I just sang but never paid attention to that to that lyric. I mean, I know the words and I I get the emotion. You know, oh, the, just the way he sings it and yeah, and the emotion behind it. This is I'm sure you would have wanted some guy to sing this to you. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. still do, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I. What do you think the Killing Time means? Is it? I, I don't. I'm not interpreting it as actual killing. No. Too late to beg or you cancel it, though I know it must be the killing time. What do you think? Yes. See, he says the killing time. I don't. Yeah. I don't I, know. I don't know. Is that, I don't know if he calls it the, it's, it's loving time. I don't know. Is that, oh, time for sex? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe too late to beg or you can't, too, too late to beg you or cancel it, though I know it must be the killing time. Unwillingly might. No, I don't like that. Uh, see, it see now, it's like a, un- now it's now it's sounding like, uh, um, like, like a Kavanaugh said, type situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because then it goes on. Fate up against your will, through the thick and thin, he will wait until you give yourself to him. Okay, so maybe you waited. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. See, <laughs> interpretive means maybe, okay, nobody sings the song to Holly. No. I, Although in that voice, you know, in yeah. the way he sings it, it's super, it's super sexy. Even I, I, you know, I pick up on that like, oh, my God, this is. 
I'm glad it's, it's a beautiful song, and or you know, just the way the lyrics flow, it's uh, it's really nice. Yeah, just the emo, like yeah, it's his his voice and the Ian McCulloch, you know, the, Ian McCulloch, McCulloch, under the blue moon, because it starts out so, so romantic sounding. I'm going with romance. Um, um, we need to reach out to Ian McCulloch and find out what the, the okay. real meaning is, because I'm hoping it's romance. Okay, yeah, don't look like romance and not forcing yourself. Correct. Yeah. So as I look at my, there were one, two, three. Okay, so we never mentioned Oingo Boingo. <laughs> I mean, we might need to do another episode because we never mentioned Oingo Boingo. We never, and then the other songs that I had were the Ramones' Pet Cemetery. Yeah. I had uh, Sparks, Eaten by the Monster of Love. Oh, very good. Which was, yeah, silly. And because I've become obsessed with suburban lawns, I had Gidget Goes to Hell. Very good. Where she gets eaten by, uh, by a shark at the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, so, so there you go. There's our uh, Halloween episode of songs that uh, that we love. Okay, well, I had two honorable mentions, too. Okay, go you ahead. Know, two go extras. Ahead. Well, I had I Want Candy, we, which has nothing oh, to do with definitely. Halloween, but it has all to do with, doesn't really have to do with candy either. But <laughs> Why not? It yeah. works. And Freakazoid from oh. Midnight Star. Oh, nice. From No Parking on the Dance Floor. That's right. All right. Excellent. Okay, so what do you want to say about Oingo Boingo? Well, I mean, they were the innovators. I mean, you, did you go to their shows in October? I have never been to an Oingo Boingo show in October, nor have I been to the Hollywood Bowl where they do. Thing where they'll recreate the Nightmare Before Elm Street, but they'll have, or Nightmare Before, Nightmare Nightmare before what was it, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes. Yeah, they have all the actors sing the parts. Yeah. It's great. And Danny Elfman is there. Uh, and when I saw him last time, they did he did a um, uh, Dead Man's Party acoustically at the end of the show, which was kind of cool. That's so fun. Yeah. And Oingo, the members of Oingo Boingo also play now. I saw they're doing a show in October. They're doing like some shows. The without, members as Oingo Boingo? Of Oingo Boingo. But without, do they do it as Oingo Boingo? Yeah, but not Danny Elf. Someone else is singing the songs. That's not Oingo Boingo. Well, well it's... It's not, Oingo. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> guys that were in the band, that's fine. Let them let them play. They should be able to play. Keep those songs alive. Oh no, I agree with you. But you know, it's decept it's deceptive. Well, it's right? they, it doesn't go by Oingo Boingo. It just I I don't know what the band. That was it's my like, question. Oh yeah, it's member. I, I don't know. I I can't remember what it said, but it's just like members of Oingo Boingo. Okay. So like, great. I'm in. You that's know. fun. So that could be cool. That's something okay. to do in October. But yeah, they they owned Oingo Boingo owned October in the 80s yeah. and 90s. Up to, I think they broke up in 95, something like that. But for a long, long time, that was a tradition. You went to Irvine Meadows. <laughs> I'm sure when Universal Amphitheater was still around, they, mm -hmm. they did that. They have a lot of uh, Halloween theme songs. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, Weird Science, Dead Man's Party. Dead Man's Party, I thought that's what you got. I just thought that was too obvious. Well, we, you know, those belong there.
was the innovator. Danny Elfman. Yes. You know, he did. He was in the Forbidden Zone, our favorite movie. <laughs> oh, the Forbidden Zone. I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Good movie. All right. So now you've got some other. You're going to watch Ed Wood? Because I want to watch The Hunger now. You just want to see Nastasia Kinski. I do. No, but she's in Cat Oh, I'll watch Cat People, too. Oh. The Hunger is uh, Catherine Deneuve, oh, right. who I also want to see. Okay. So I'll see that. And, um, so The Hunger, I, on my list now, I got uh, The Hunger and Cat People are movies I have to watch. And your assignment is to watch uh, Ed Wood. Oof. It's not, it's a good movie. I know it's a good it's movie. Not it's painful. just one of those, you know, I need a, I need a, okay. Okay. It's I'll enjoyable. Write, I'll watch it. It's not, it's not a chore. <laughs> movie watching should be enjoyable. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll watch it. All right. Wrapping up. Our top ten Halloween songs. All right, not top ten, but just good. Our fi- our our favorite, some of our favorite, some of our favorite. ten of our favorite Halloween songs. Some of our favorite Halloween songs. Okay. We love Halloween, don't we? We love Halloween. Yay! We love candy. We want ha- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want candy. We love talking about Halloween, and uh, and we, we want Holly over for this Halloween. I'm in. Year. I'm in for You're Halloween. All in. Oh, I can't wait to visit your house and get creeped out. Great. I decorate. I'm sure you do. All with like pure album covers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Terrifying. Wrapping it up. You can find us on all social media at WDDIM Podcast and on YouTube at What Difference Does It Make Podcast. So I'm Holly. I'm Dave. Happy Halloween. Thanks for listening to What Difference Does It Make? Over and out. Hey! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.